0: SECTION 61 of Germany, the Netherlands, and Switzerland. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. THE WORLD STORY VOLUME Seven, GERMANY, THE NETHERLANDS, AND SWITZERLAND. Edited by Ava March Tappan. SECTION 61. SIR PHILIP SIDNEY AND THE GLASS OF WATER. 1586 by john lothrop motley in fifteen eighty one the united netherlands published their declaration of independence and were about to make william the silent their count when he was assassinated the spaniards were delighted for they thought that the dutch without him to lead them could be overcome the dutch however had no idea of being overcome and they felt especially courageous for queen elizabeth had agreed to send them help and she now ordered a fleet of fifty vessels to start for the netherlands the Earl of Leicester was in command, and with him was his nephew, Sir Philip Sidney, who was perhaps the best-loved man in England, the knight without fear and without reproach. He met his death in the Battle of Zutphen. The Editor Sir Philip Sidney, in the last charge, rode quite through the enemy's ranks till he came upon their entrenchments, when a musket-ball from the camp struck him upon the thigh, three inches above the knee although desperately wounded in a part which should have been protected by the quizzes which he had thrown aside he was not inclined to leave the field but his own horse had been shot under him at the beginning of the action and the one upon which he was now mounted became too restive for him thus crippled to control he turned reluctantly away and rode a mile and a half back to the entrenchments suffering extreme pain for his leg was dreadfully shattered as he passed along the edge of the battlefield his attendants brought him a bottle of water to quench his raging thirst at that moment a wounded english soldier who had eaten his last at the same feast looked up wistfully in his face when sydney instantly handed him the flask exclaiming thy necessity is even greater than mine he then pledged his dying comrade in a draft and was soon afterwards met by his uncle Oh, philip cried leicester in despair i am truly grieved to see thee in this plight but Sidney comforted him with manful words and assured him that death was sweet in the cause of his queen and his country sir william russell too all blood-stained from the fight threw his arms around his friend wept like a child and kissing his hand exclaimed "Oh, noble sir philip Never did man attain hurt so honourably or serve so valiantly as you. Sir William Pelham declared that Sidney's noble courage in the face of our enemies had won him a name of continuing honour. He, the Earl of Leicester, described Sidney's wound as very dangerous, the bone being broken in pieces, but said that the surgeons were in good hope. I pray God to save his life, said the Earl, and I care not how lame he be. Sir Philip was carried to Arnheim, where the best surgeons were immediately in attendance upon him. He submitted to their examination and the pain which they inflicted with great cheerfulness, although himself persuaded that his wound was mortal. For many days the result was doubtful, and messages were sent day by day to England that he was convalescent, intelligence which was hailed by the Queen and people as a matter not of private but of public rejoicing. He soon began to fail, however sidney was first to recognize the symptoms of mortification which made a fatal result inevitable his demeanor during his sickness and upon his deathbed was as beautiful as his life he discoursed with his friends concerning the immortality of the soul comparing the doctrines of plato and of other ancient philosophers whose writings were so familiar to him with the revelations of scripture and with the dictates of natural religion he made his will with minute and elaborate provisions leaving bequests remembrances and rings to all his friends then he indulged himself with music and listened particularly to a strange song which he had himself composed during his illness and which he had entitled la Rompue. he took leave of the friends around him with perfect calmness saying to his brother robert love my memory cherish my friends above all govern your will and affections by the will and word of your creator and me beholding the end of this world with all her vanities. And thus this gentle and heroic spirit took its flight. End of section 61. This recording is in the public domain.